Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Kahani, a thriller about a pregnant woman who comes to Calcutta to find her missing husband. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the third in our indie movie series. And this is so indie, it doesn't really even have many song montages. I guess it has like one. Uh, yeah, I want to say two, two to three. But they're like so not that many. It the has at is, least two, feels, but they're really short. They're not even yeah, a whole song. And it feels so Western yeah, that it, it just feels like the way a Western movie would do a song mm-hmm. montage. And no, not it, like a, it, we gotta sell this soundtrack no, song montage. It's absolutely yeah. like that, yeah. It's just like, here's a feeling that we want you to feel, so we put this song in the background. And even as you're seeing the B-roll shots, a lot of the time, like, you can see the characters' emotions progressing mm-hmm. as they work through whatever emotion it is. So extremely exactly. Western feeling. Like, I would hands down recommend this movie to any it's old person. so good. This is also... So Vidya Balan is amazing. Yes. She's, she's so good, and she... You can tell that she really worked hard on how do pregnant people actually move. Mm-hmm. She nails it. She had the waddle. She had it down. She had the lowering into the chair. Uh-huh. Hard to get up. All this stuff. Yeah. It was, she was very good. And she straddled a really good line between being the person that's determined to find her husband mm-hmm. and the person who could, like, joke around yeah. with people. Great with kids. Obviously a good person. Yeah. A likable person. Mm-hmm. But also, like, not afraid to, like, to be tough about what she wants. Exactly. This was also Nawazuddin Siddiqui's uh, breakout role. Okay. I mean, he was really good at it. Oh, he's so good in it. And he's awesome in everything. I mean, he's one of those people that I would watch a movie just because he's in it. He's sort of like a baby Irfan Khan that way. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He, he is definitely cast in character roles. Uh, when you see him, he's always just a, more of a minor character. But he's really good and he's really versatile. But we saw him here in the lunchbox where he plays a completely different Mm-hmm. Type of character. <laughs> likable, you mean? Yeah. Likable? <laughs> a good person? And kind of a pushover sometimes, you know, not very aggressive. And this cop is like super aggressive and macho. Well, for one thing, I don't think he's a cop. He's government, and that's bad news. Well, he's in law enforcement of some sort. True. He is. But I think he's more like the FBI to their, you know, Kolkata mm-hmm. police. Exactly. And there's also the adorable Rana. From Bada Chatterjee. He's great. Yes. He's so sweet and he's so cute. He's the one who's helping her the most closely as she looks for her husband. Young, impressionable cop. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a junior officer, I think. Yeah. And yeah. He also helps explain some Bengali customs to her and kind of helps her navigate the world a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that's really remarkable about this film is that it shows so much of what life is like in Calcutta. It is really good at that. I'm amazed that a movie can be such an effective and really engaging thriller. I mean, up until the end, but also be such a great snapshot of life in Calcutta. And it's little snapshots. It's not like 
you know, you're not getting like a good long look at anybody's life. But, right. <laughs> but they really do a good job of shooting the city and of the feeling of it. Because you also see that in some of the little plot points, the things like, in the hotel, the running hot water, mm-hmm. meaning kid the kid so will cute. run to you with hot water. Yeah. Or the fact that they constantly, so the actress's name and the character's name are both Vidya, mm-hmm. but people keep calling her Vidya because that's a more common name there. Yeah. And they keep telling her like, be it Vidya Vidya, same thing here. Right. Because I think they very frequently replace V's with B's because the little kid's name is Bishnu. Oh uh, yeah, than Vishnu. Mm-hmm. And I think I think just linguistically, that's a it's a short jump in any language. Yeah. So there were things like that. It was very, it was very that, sweet. Yeah, that made you feel like because she's she's coming from London. I don't know where she's her character is supposed to be from because she speaks Hindi fluently, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't know if they moved there she from India. Also, at one point, is speaking Tamil. I think Could the be. um the subtitles said. In Tamil okay. at one point. When yeah. she was like, stop, stop, stop. So it's where you just don't know if, if her character was supposed to have grown up in India or if she's supposed to be an NRI. But yeah. um, she's coming from London and she's not familiar with Bengali. That's her husband who she's looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. This movie also takes place during the Durga Puja. Which is really, it's a reflection of the plot. It is really. I mean, big time. And you can see that just from the. The movie poster. Right. And it's also an iconic celebration for Calcutta. Yes. So it would be like if something was taking place during Carnival in Rio de Janeiro. Exactly. Like it's just a holiday that is so connected with that city. Oh, yeah. And UNESCO listed it as an intangible culture something. Okay. Like, see, there it, you go. <laughs> it's like a really big deal. Yeah. And you, it's been more frequent in the movies that we've watched to see the Ram Leela where mm-hmm. they destroy Ravana. This happens at the same time as that. It's just um, different Hindi traditions and they're kind of connected, but also kind of not. So this is, I mean, d- depending on what tradition of Hinduism, you are, you'll focus on different gods. Right. And this is the mother goddess. She is frequently destroying evil. She's all about justice and good triumphing over evil, protection, motherhood, all these things. And she was born of a coalition of defeated, like, good beings that were trying to kill this buffalo demon. And this is what the Durga Puja is about yes is this incident they were defeated and then they formed together Durga and she was born and killed that demon because it was one of those like Macbeth type prophecies where it's like this demon you couldn't couldn't be killed by a man yeah so they all you know form a woman and then of course the mother goddess is the one that defeats him exactly and And he's a shape-shifting demon exactly He's a shape-shifting demon, but his true intentions toward evil never change. And he is sort of a representation of ignorance and chaos hidden behind different appearances, which is this movie. And I think that's really helpful to know going in because they never really explain fully what the Durga Puja is because mm-hmm. it, there's just this expectation You're just that you should to know. basically know the it's kind of like It's kind of like they wouldn't explain Carnival to you. Like, right. If they were just setting scenes in Carnival, like they wouldn't, but someone would say, it's Carnival. 
Yeah. And everyone would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're not going to say, it's this thing. Yeah. Or, like, it's Mardi Gras in New Orleans. <laughs> no one's going to sit there and explain what Mardi Gras is Right. You. It's St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. So that is really helpful to know because it's a 10-day festival and mm-hmm. this movie takes place during those 10 days. Exactly. So it starts, she gets into the city at the beginning of it mm-hmm. and it ends on the final day. When they put her to rest, they put the, the image of her to rest in the yeah. water. Okay, so this movie was wildly successful in India. Should have been. It's amazing. Yeah, there was a sequel that wasn't as good that was made, and I think there may have even been like a TV series about it. But one of the most popular elements of this movie was Bob. Bob Biswas, awesome. Right. He is... This is not a spoiler alert, because you know as soon as you meet him. So he is just the most mundane-looking, middle-aged, life insurance, unsuccessful life insurance salesman. <laughs> terrible at his job. Who is actually an assassin. Exactly. And, um... And he is how I... Where I first heard in speech, mm-hmm. Namaskar. Yeah. Instead of Namaste. Yeah. And he was, of course, a wildly popular character. Oh, he's so awesome. Also, I read the cutest piece of trivia, which is that he and his wife saw the movie together when it screened. <laughs> and she had to cover her eyes when he was on screen because he was too evil for so her. He's pretty creepy. He's a, he's a super creep in this movie. But he... Oh, gosh. He's awesome. Yeah, he's an awesome. And, in fact, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought I remembered him being in this movie more. I totally did, too. I was the same way. Yeah, because he's such a memorable character. And then it's, like, a while before he gets introduced, and he's only in it a few times. And you're like, what? But I also, can't be right. as soon as the older lady starts snooping around in the files, yeah. not having seen it for years, I was like, oh, I think you're about to get Bob Beeswas. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember his full name. I remember his whole deal. Namaskar. Yeah. And he doesn't overplay it. Yeah. And this is one of those movies. It's it's really, it's successful because it's really well directed. It would have mm-hmm. been easy for this movie to be so over the top or oh. like have elements of it really like made so obvious that this is important. You should remember this later, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the acting and directing were so good and it, it never drags. So it really mm-hmm. feels like it keeps your attention the whole time. Which exactly. is so important in a thriller. We don't oh, get any, yes. yeah, we don't get any extraneous plots. There's no romance mm-hmm. plots. There's no, no. there's a few flashbacks to her with her husband, but we don't see, like, how they met and how they got married. Exactly. And, you know, like, they're not wasting time. Yeah, no, we see enough to see this is important to her. Sorry if you hear dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy to see how someone in this movie was able to have a breakout role in this film. When you're that well-directed and the movie is that good, I think that's when that can happen. Yeah. So I would say that this is okay for probably around PG-13 is what the rating would be here in America. I think that's good. There's nothing sexual. There are many deaths, actually. Some of them... Right. At the beginning, uh, it, there's a terror attack on a subway, and everybody on the subway dies. But nothing's graphically but shown. Not graphic. And nothing is, like, really gory or dwelt upon. So it kind of just mm-hmm. depends on the child. And honestly, kids under 13 are not going to be able to follow this movie anyway. Wow. Yeah. So that's all for non-spoilers. So we'll talk spoilers on the other side of the interval. <laughs> This 
this is one of those movies that's best with a shorter description because as soon as you know that it has a twist ending, mm-hmm. you're gonna guess what it is. Yeah. But I didn't know this had a twist ending when I was watching it mm-hmm. the first time, and I was so surprised. Yeah. So, you know, she's not pregnant and her husband was never there. Which I have to say, it makes it like a good version of things like Flight Plan. Totally. You know, where where you're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing hook. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, that was dumb. Was, <laughs> the kid was just kidnapped and everyone was in on it. And I'm exactly. like, well, that's lame. I don't like that. Yeah, you're like, well, that's exactly what it seemed like. Right. Okay. Uh, but Literally the this, first thing you guess. Right, because this, she shows up and everyone's like, well, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, that person's never worked here. We've never heard of this person. There's no record of this person landing at the airport. This person no never went reason. to that school. This person's uncle has never lived in this neighborhood. But she knows all of these things. She's so convincing. She's so persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she obviously is there because she cares about someone. Right. Um, and we have no reason not to trust her. And, yeah, and like they say at the end, you, there's no one has any reason to mistrust a pregnant woman. No, especially not one that, oh, just getting your butt out of bed in the morning when you're that pregnant is a feat. Yeah. So, yeah, you're like, well, she's not going to come down from London for something other than, like, a dire emergency that is the truth. Which, I guess, sure, makes it really important that you actually do look pregnant. Yes. And... She had been pregnant, so mm-hmm. she would know what that felt like. And, of mm-hmm. course, that's the tragedy of her backstory because she's not, like, a secret agent. No. Even though she's playing that type of part, you know, at first when she, like, whips out her fake pregnancy stomach and hits the guy over the head and it's like, you know, stabbing him. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, this just got, like, secret agent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what it was. She She is actually looking for... You know, she's looking for the memory of her husband, yeah, essentially. she's looking she's, for her husband. And she's looking for the justice for her husband that nobody else would get. Yes, and her the child. government. Exactly. Because she miscarried after she heard the news. And for everybody on that train. Yes. That the government just, they don't care as much as she cared. Right. And they're saying, well, we couldn't do this, we couldn't do this. The truth is, they didn't want to sacrifice anything that they had for it. And it would have been embarrassing to them. Exactly. And they were, instead of saying, this is what's going on, they were working so hard to hide that it was one of their own agents that they uh, hampered themselves to the point that they couldn't catch him. Yeah. But they were willing to sacrifice this lady and her child to do it. Right. And the justice for everyone on that train and their mm-hmm. families. Absolutely. That was a lot of people, too. Those were packed <sighs> train. a lot of people. So you see the buffalo demon that can shapeshift. The government isn't any different than this other guy. And they trained this guy. And so it wasn't that much of a switch for him to just do it for the different side. Right. And, and Nazarene Siddiqui, he says that mm-hmm. oh, openly. But, like, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. That's almost worse because you even understand that it's happening and you still are fine with it. And this guy disappears because no one knows any of the details about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was really a wonderful parallel. And the fact that she's just there for the 10 days and this is the struggle of the demon, of the mother goddess who is fighting the buffalo. And it was something that could only be done by a woman and Mm -hmm. by specifically the mother goddess, which is why it's so important that she's not only a woman, but that she's pregnant. Yeah, exactly. And she's doing what the men, all of the cops, 
couldn't do. Exactly. And she is fighting the evil that has shapeshifted from government to terrorist to government. Yeah. It's all of them. But she can see the chaos and the ignorance underneath their disguise. And they do also a nice job of her identifying so much with, even though she lost her child, Mm -hmm. she is always drawn to the kids. Whenever she's in a situation where there's children around, Mm -hmm. she's really good with the children. She always gives them attention. She always Mm -hmm. notices they're there. Even when other people likes them. Right. Even when other people are content to ignore them. Yeah. And because she genuinely likes them, they can tell that and they're willing to help her. And she gets help from the kids that she needs. It's true. It's true. And even when she is in her hotel room, and it's kind of a low point for her before she's, like, going to go hack, help the government hack into whatever database it is. When she's watching the revelers who are all, mm-hmm. you know, worshipping and part of the celebration, the people that she's focusing on are children and families. And that idea of her as a representation of the goddess or even, you know, almost an avatar of the goddess. Yeah. That idea of that is what a mother goddess would focus on. Yeah, exactly. So it was just a really well done parallel, almost like an update of that story. Yeah, it is. It is. It's great. And she's getting justice, but she's also making sure this guy can never do that again. Yeah. And we see that also in the quote that um, the cop, Rana, Mm-hmm. says in Calcutta everyone has at least two names. Yes. And she says two names for the same person because of course at that point we don't know but her husband the person she says was her husband is not actually her husband. Mm-hmm. This that idea that I mean he's talking about the pet name and the formal name which is interesting for her his character that everyone uses his pet name instead of his formal name. He's the youngest mm-hmm. cop there and they treat him like he's a child. Yeah. By calling him his pet name, you know. Well, and there's a reason that Nawazuddin Siddiqui asks him to work for him because he thinks he's pliable and stupid. Right. Because he's the youngest there yeah. and the most helpful and naive. Yeah. But that idea that everyone has two names, I mean, that just applies in so many ways. It not only applies to the fact that for a while Rana is, you know, playing both sides. Mm -hmm. And she obviously has two different names, two different faces. Mm -hmm. And so is the story of her husband, the guy that she's looking for. So there's that as well that I thought was really nicely done. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, is, is her name another name for Durka? I would like to talk a little bit about the men in the story. Mm-hmm. So there's essentially three cops in the movie. Mm-hmm. One is Rana, who's our main cop, the young, yes. innocent one. Then there's his coworker, who's the fat, schlubby, like phoning it in kind of cop who exactly. seems to be in charge of the precinct. I mean, he's the only other cop we see there. He just keeps saying like, oh, her husband just ran off. It keeps happening. Like, oh, all these, all these things. Ha ha. I've been thinking about it for 30 years. This guy actually did it. Right. LOL. Just wants her to fix the computers that keep acting up. Right. And then there's the F, you know, whatever the FBI agent equivalent would be, mm-hmm. who is... Like, hard-nosed. Yeah, willing to sacrifice anybody to get the job done. She's like, don't smoke in front of me. I'm pregnant. And he's like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your mouth and listen to me. This is what we're doing. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, "Uh, don't tell me what to do. And I love having those three cops there because Mm -hmm. Rana is the youngest. You can see easily what he could become. Either one of those two. The guy who just gives up and is just phoning it in and doing whatever 
is easiest mm-hmm. or the guy that is willing to sacrifice his own humanity in order to accomplish the job. And this is kind of the tightrope that Rana is having to walk as someone who is forming who he is. Yes. And who wants to do what he's supposed to do as a police officer and catch the bad guy, but also wants to still protect the people he's supposed to protect. Right. Not he's... just in theory, not just, well, we can sacrifice and kill all these other people because then maybe, maybe less people in the long run get hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Rana is interesting because, that. yeah, he he would rather protect the person who is in front of him. Right. The, the one thing I really wish I knew more about is they she refers to him as Arjun's char- charioteer. And he's mm-hmm. obviously the one who's driving her around a lot of the time. Right. Which would make her Arjun in that case. I really wish I knew like what the significance of that would be. I tried kind of looking it up, but I think without a lot of study about that epic. It's impossible to know in broad strokes. Although Arjun was, of course, a, you know, a great warrior in an epic play. Sure. But a lot I'm of sure there's a lot. It. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more nuance that you get from it if you knew more about it. But Honestly, a lot of stuff about Hinduism is like that. Unless you can find an article that breaks it down really well for you. There are so many different deities and so many different traditions and devotions that it can get really confusing. Yeah. Well, and the epic that it's in is insanely long. And that's the problem. Then then everybody wants to give you context there, and you're like, is there a short version? Right. <laughs> because if there isn't, I'm never going to get this. Yeah. But I definitely feel like that would be something, obviously, that if you knew about that story, you, you would, you know. Well, especially because of the way his name gets brought up at the end. Yes. That the government guy didn't know it. Right. And then it's significant at the very end. And at the end, you really feel like he's grown into his formal name. Like, mm-hmm. he's not Rana anymore. Absolutely. Because he's also the one that figures it out first. Yes. Um, and also, that actor was just adorable. He like, was he was so, so sweet. such a cutie. Yeah. He's every he's everything you want in a cop like that. I know. <laughs> oh. One of the other great things about this that is just so well done are the things that you don't notice until you know the twist at the end. So mm-hmm. part of it is things like sometimes she has weird reactions when yeah. people talk about her being a mother and like be one a great baby. Mom. Yeah. And she's like, Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. I have to look away. <laughs> yeah. And you're and, like, and you is think, that just because like your husband's Yeah, your husband's missing. missing. You and, can't think about a happy future when your husband's not here. Yeah. So you just kind of dismiss it. Well, when you know that she isn't going to be a mom. But she was going to be and wanted to be. You're like, oh. Right. But then things like her obsessive cleaning of her room. Mm-hmm. And you just think that's because she's from London and she comes to this place and it's very dirty. And the windows are always open. London's so clean. Well, I'm just kidding. I realize, I realize that Kolkata is a different kind of dirty. Yeah. It's probably, it probably is very dusty. And yeah, because they have the windows open all the time. Right. And so you assume there's always this all this dust blowing in. Yeah, so you're, exactly. you're always seeing her cleaning her room. But also when she first walks in, it looks real gross. So you see her yeah. cleaning everything. Well, the, the guy at the front says, computer, what is this, a five-star hotel? This is a guest house zero star hotel (laughs) and he thinks that's very funny but i also think that you know what it's not bad to let people know what they're in for well and that that's the thing of the running hot water you know where you're like oh yeah this is a terrible terrible (laughs) i mean there were places like that you know in london or uh, america or wherever where you're just like oh no i wouldn't want to stay there you don't know what you'll catch so you kind of feel like that's what this place is like so you don't think about the fact that you're seeing her cleaning all the time yeah until you realize it's because she's trying to not leave fingerprints anywhere right and you don't notice all the times that she got out of signing her name anywhere right and yeah yeah and he's the one that Rana is the one who puts together 
uh, the things that she pulled out of her environment in order to create a backstory for her husband. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's great is that because of her actual real life story, you can tell that like she loves her husband because she's thinking about who her husband actually is and yeah. not the fictional character who she's hunting down. Exactly. So all of that was just really well done. It's always nice in a thriller like that, um, especially with the twist ending, where you realize down the road, oh my gosh, like this was all these, and I mean this movie, mm-hmm. they show you because, you know, they always show you movies <laughs> yeah. like this. Exactly. But, um, but it's great to have that moment of like, <gasps> you had it there the whole time exactly. and we just never noticed because she just feels so normal the whole time. I know, she really does. And even though, you know, for most of the movie, her memories are with the other guy's face, it really was a love marriage. Yeah. That's the whole point. It's, it's so, oh, it's such a good movie. And it's only two hours long. Yeah, they really, they did it right. <laughs> Rushed through it. I know. How did they manage? Oh, an absolute sprint. So next up is Maheshanti Prathikara. Sure. We're going to say it's another Malayalam movie and it starts with Had Kasil and like actually stars. He's not in the villain role. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a super sweet, you know, indie movie about a photographer who gets beaten up and uh, he refuses to wear his shoes until he gets his revenge. You know, the, the old classic. Yeah. It's, yeah, it basically writes itself. And it is. Hard to find. It used to be available on Amazon Prime, and now it's not anymore. Uh, so you may have to look around for it, or just keep an eye and see if it's streaming, becomes streaming down the road. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely worth seeking out if you can find it. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. <laughs> For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.